Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting picks. I'm your host, Professor Sides. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Be sure to check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pitchwiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations, goals, full recommendations on wager scaling, where to find additional picks and community rules. Always remember there are no locks in gambling, so it's sideline parses its picks into two categories, plays and leans. The plays are good enough to blind back and profit in the long run. Well, the leans have been a little better than 50%, but not profitable as a collective. This episode will only cover what are determined to be the best or most interesting games of the day, but the results of the totality of recommended picks, these, the model plays, and all of the plays of the day over on Patreon, and anything I give out to the Discord chat, can be found both on Betstamp and in the Google Sheet. All those links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains the full set of projections of picks on every single game, and for early access to those picks and projections, see the Patreon Links in the crawler below and show description. It's also where you can access the Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with general fun. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variance will occur. So as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, a happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. It's been a great week of college football. It's been a great week of college basketball. And so, you know, here we are on uh, getting everybody's hopefully either late Sunday night or early Monday morning started off right in the new year, giving you some winning college basketball picks. Got some afternoon games here for Monday as uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, will be off. This will be New Year's observed for a lot of people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people off uh, watching football and, and college basketball throughout the day. Most of the games at night, I think we're only going to cover one day game in this episode, but there's a lot of day games to be had and a lot of model plays in some of those day games. So don't forget to check out all of the model recommendations. That's the main where the, I feel like the model is the bread and butter, right? And the model plays is the bread right. and butter. We're just on here just talking about some of the stuff and talking about the model, talking about insights to the model, uh, yeah. talking about what what we've seen with our eyes. I mean, that's, that's the bread and butter. So, so make sure you check out all the model plays. That's, that's really where it's at. And uh, our goal, hopefully, hopefully we can do a better job of picking a subset of, of winners of those, but those have been pretty good picks. And uh, you know, it's uh, we, we got some big games to talk about. That'll be some interesting picks. And then because uh, uh, you're going you're to close us up today with a juicy. I mean, the people I think really have a good one to look forward to as we're going to wrap up the show. It's going to be, it's going to be something. All of the twisted individuals that appreciate when we talk about the bottom of the college football rankings will really enjoy the last game that we talk about today. Yes, this is the the Bowling Green to Mexico State of <laughs> the college. Of the, yeah, of, of the of our Monday here. Uh, yeah. But I know you are super eager to get to that. But before we do, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and there'll be your college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. $3 per month gets you full access to the plays of the day. For another two months, Patreon can get you access to that Discord chat group. And for $5 more a month, you get ad-free shows delivered to you earlier than the general public and immediate access to all of the picks before the lines move. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it all on courtesy about online. Sign up in the show description and current as the time of this recording on Sunday night. Uh, we're going to start off with the bigger games here. 6 p.m. Central Rutgers at Purdue. 
The model is recommending a play on Rutgers. It locked in a pick at eight. It moved pretty quickly down to seven and a half. The model still recommends a play at seven and a half. And so that's what I'm going to lock in for the official show recommendation here is grabbing the points with Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is actually kind of good. I mean, they're, they, I feel like for so long, Rutgers has been just a like, oh, well, they're good at home, but they're terrible. And they're like, they're actually like a really good team. Um, a couple of different projection systems have them, you know, in the top 15 of college basketball, which uh, just a little jarring if you haven't been paying attention. But they're actually, a, yeah. they have four losses, but actually a really good team. Um, they are eight and five against the number this year. Purdue is four and eight against the number. And you can say part of that has to do with Edie being out, but part of it is I think that Purdue's a really good team, but maybe just a little bit overvalued and has just struggled to, you know, be quite as good as people have thought they were going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the direction of Rutgers here as well. Like I said, I, I think I think they're the right side to be in here getting this many points. The model says it should be 5.7. This is one of those games where I think Purdue can win, but Rutgers can hang around enough. Got a lot of ways they can cover this one. Because uh, you the total of this one's 131 and a half. The model says it should be 126. So that's another angle for people to consider if they want to be invested in this under as well. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to leave you with here on this game is, you know, the Big Ten's probably got some of the strongest home court advantage. We talked about that. If you give each team three and a half points, which is Pretty, probably pretty reasonable for what most of us are doing here for the Big Ten. Uh, if, if you take away Purdue's three and a half points and you give Rutgers three and a half points, this would imply that if this game was in New Jersey, it would be a pick em. And honestly, with the way Rutgers has played, that seems about right. I think I would say I'd probably be on Rutgers at home. And so three and a half points being a good home court advantage, if you flip that and you get seven and a half here, it kind of makes sense to be on Rutgers. Uh, obviously, Purdue's a really good team, but that's just it's a lot of points uh, yeah. for a good Team. So I'm going to grab the seven and a half there. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, what interests you about this game? Well, Purdue not covering a spread in the past seven games uh, seems quite interesting. And if they're trying to get back on, on track, at least uh, against the number, I don't think that, per, or excuse me, Rutgers is the team to do that against. Uh, like you said, Rutgers has been playing really well. Uh, if, Again, if Purdue's going to kind of come back and start playing better than they have uh, relative to the number, I don't think that this Rutgers team is the team to do it against. I think Rutgers can ugly it up to your to your point of sideline making the projected total around 126. I think that Rutgers is going to be able to ugly this game up and, and keep it close. So, you know, if this line was closer to like Purdue minus three or, you know, a one possession game, maybe you could talk me into Purdue being the right side. Uh, but getting seven and a half points, I, I just I just think that's too many points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I should correct this. That total actually is 130 and a half. Uh, but I, I, again, I, I think that under is probably a good way to look in this one as well. And so I'm going to go ahead and make that an official recommendation for y'all and keep that in the record as well, going under 130 and a half in this one. Again, the model is 126. You've got... Uh, the model has slightly overestimated Purdue totals. It's just slightly underestimated Rutgers totals, so it should be pretty spot on. And with a conference game, you've got the whole feeling each other out, you know, slow start, that sort of thing. And really the bottom line is that Rutgers defense is one of the best in the country. And that's part of the reason why I think they can hang in there. We talk about correlated situations here. Um, this is definitely correlated with grabbing the points in the end. They're not quite as strong as in the college football, obviously, with those big numbers, but there's still a slight correlation there. Of If Rutgers has their way and can limit how many points Purdue scores and ugly this game up, they've got a better chance to hang around and that under 
has a better chance of hitting. And so uh, Purdue's defense also not bad in, in, in and of itself. So you got two good defenses here. Um, yep. And so I'm going to grab the seven half of the records. I'm going to go under 130 and a half. So you got two picks for that one in one of the more entertaining games of the night. Also at 6 p.m. Central, Penn at Brown. This is a pick em. And part of the reason we're talking about this one as an interesting game is there's not a lot happening in college basketball on Monday. Uh, but these two teams are decent. And it's a pick and so at least it might be interesting basketball worth kind of keeping an eye on if you're interested in a good second half. Um, both these teams just really right around average. Uh, total of this one's 136. Model says 135.6. Um, models actually overestimated both these teams on totals, so um, if I were to do anything, I would look under, but it's not a direction that I think it's worth investing in. Uh, the model locked in a play on Brown. It says that Brown should be a 2.1 point favorite. Both of these teams have been um, underestimated by the model. They've both been really good. And they both been really good against the number. Uh, I've got that Penn is eight and five against the spread, whereas Brown is eight and five. Also, there you go. Both of them eight and five against the spread. So uh, both both teams profitable back. Obviously, one of them will win here, and one of them will lose. But again, the model likes Brown. Cousin Jared, you are on Brown, and so I just I have to ask you. I've been waiting for this moment. What can Brown do for you? Well, what Brown can do for you is they can play a really good defense. So obviously I like this game, uh, like Brown here, because of what sideline says. But when I look at teams that are relatively evenly matched, I mean, we're talking about a two-point spread here. Uh, I try to look at like who has the best unit on the court. And I definitely feel like Brown's defense is, is probably that. I mean, you go down through their schedule and you look at some of the teams they've they've played and, and some of the points they've allowed. They give up 63 points to a, a Big Ten team, 51 points, 68 uh, points to Michigan State, uh, 58 points, 51 points 60 points to Bryant which seems impossible uh I, I don't know how they did that that needs to be like some kind of coaching clinic tape if you're only giving up 60 points to Bryant uh 51 63 uh, anyway moral of the story is Brown's defense is, is really good so not only does sideline say there's an edge but if I'm just looking at it with my eyes uh, what the best unit on the court is I think that's Brown's defense so I think it's a quite the deal here getting them at, at just to pick them all right yep model agrees with you there we're going to take Brown on a pick them also at 6 p.m. Central, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. This one might be the best game of the night here. You've got two pretty solid – and Rutgers, Rutgers Purdue are this one, right? These are the two, I think, runaway choices for um, game of the night. Two pretty good teams here in the Big 12. Oklahoma State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And if you give somewhere between three and three-and-a-half points for home court in the Big 12, especially at a place like, uh, you know, Dunn, Stillwater, Gallagher, Arena – pretty really tough place to play historically uh model says 3.3 so i mean uh, the spread the model everything is a degreeance on this that uh, these two teams are pretty evenly matched um and oklahoma state is getting about what we know that home court is worth especially for schools of this caliber and and you know a place like that that's tough to play I can't really give you a side to pick on this one. I think three and a half is a really good number. If I was laying a, a smaller number, I'd be on Oklahoma State. If you gave me more, I'd be on West Virginia. But uh, instead, I'm going to go with the under 139 and a half. And the model says 139.9. So the model is saying it's spot on. But my angle on this one is simply that Oklahoma State's defense is really good. It's slightly better than Kansas State's defense. Kansas State just played West Virginia. West Virginia struggled to score there in Manhattan. West Virginia historically also another team with a great home court advantage and more struggling to shoot the ball on the road. And that's not going to play well in Stillwater. They make it hot and score a lot of points. And that's the type of thing they want. But on the road, it's tough to do that. And if Oklahoma State has their way, that home crowd has their way, which, again, historically, that's been more so what happens. This is going to be a tight game, 
and it'll be a low-scoring game, and Oklahoma State's slightly more likely to win. That's why I said that I think the spread's really tough to peg right now, but it would stay under this total because Oklahoma State wants to get you into a rock fight, and I, I just think I, in Stillwater, that I think is the more likely scenario. So I'm going to go under 139.5. If this was in Morgantown, I would say the opposite. I would say yeah. – in West Virginia at home, they're going to be able to speed it up, and then they're going to drag Oklahoma State into a game that they don't like. And then West Virginia, I would say minus three and a half makes sense. They're more likely to win. They should be small favorites because that's their style of game as well. So I think that home court really matters here. But I think they've priced it right with the spread. I just think they're missing with the total. I think this total is kind of more about if it was on a neutral court. But I'd make the I'd shade the total a little bit lower here in Stillwater, shade it up a little bit in Morgantown. So the model has no view on this total. But I think under 139 and a half makes some sense. Because Jared, what do you think about this game? Yeah, so I, I'm sure that people love it when I just sit here and like read off scores off of off of a schedule. But I want to just read scores off a schedule for you <laughs> and tell you how many points Oklahoma State has allowed to opposing teams at home this season. 58, 51, 53, 56, 61. And 66 to UT Arlington, which uh, we were talking before we came on. That's kind of the what the hell game of the season so far. How UT Arlington and Oklahoma State combined for 143 points in a game is is beyond me. But anyway, as you can tell through that list, Oklahoma State, uh, that that arena is just a really tough place for opposing offenses. They have usually find a way to make the opposing team go cold uh, from the field for extended periods of time. So uh, yeah, I completely agree. If this was being played elsewhere, you know, might not be a strong edge one way or the other on the total, but I completely agree with you uh, playing at Oklahoma state. I think it's going to get, they're going to find a way to make this a rock fight and drag them into a low scoring game. Yep. Uh, Another game here at 6 PM Liberty at uh, Lipscomb at Liberty. Uh, Liberty is a 10 and a half point favorite. The model says 11.4. The model leans Liberty. Liberty's been pretty good against the spread this year, going seven and four. If I had to pick a side, I'd lay it with Liberty. It's just a few too many points for the model and and my taste, really. This is a game we're talking about because, again, with a lighter slate, um, you've got at least Liberty's a, a solid team. Lipscomb isn't bad. It's just a lot of points. Uh, if this does drop, and again, by the time you're watching this, the number might have dropped. If, if this drops into the uh, you know, nine and a half, for sure by nine, if it gets to Liberty minus nine, that's a model play for sure. Um, but at 10 and a half, it's just a little too, I don't know, maybe 10. I'd have to plug it in and see. Maybe even 10, it would be a play. Um, but it's just, it's just a lot here. Instead, the total, though, is really enticing. The total is 141. The model says it should be 136. That's a pretty sizable edge here. It's been pretty spot on with both of these teams. Lipscomb wants to play a little bit faster, but we talk about uh, the better team tends to control the tempo. Uh, if you've got two teams of drastically different styles, talk about the home team, maybe controlling the tempo. Liberty's the better team at home. They want to play this game at a snail's pace. I mean, they're, they're no North Texas, right? They're no Charlotte, but they're, they're not that far behind them. They play pretty slow. They do have a good offense. They've also got a good defense. Uh, Liberty should score a lot of points, but I just don't think Lipscomb scores that many points. Uh, I think that, Mid 130s makes more sense than 141. So I'm going to go under 141 in this one. And thankfully, if Liberty runs away from it, then we shouldn't have to worry about an overtime situation uh, if Liberty takes care of business as such big favorites. Uh, what's your take on this one, Cousin Jared? 
Nope, completely. You, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. Uh, definitely feel better about that play uh, based on the fact that the the spread is is so large. You're hopefully not going to end up in a situation where, you know, you got a bunch of fouls and free throws at the end of the game that are artificially inflating the, the total on this one. So I think any time that you can take an under in a game where the spread is quite large, uh, I, I think you're probably doing yourself a favor there. It's the baby version of one of the of uh, the totals that I gave out to the Discord chat. The only total I gave out to the Discord chat here on New Year's Day was the under in the Iona game. And, and I told them, I said, part of the math is Iona runs away from this game. And, you know, Iona wants to play fast. They're going to score a lot of points. And then when they get up big, it's just going to be a, a boring, nothing happening second half. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And so yeah. it's kind of the baby version of that. Uh, that Iona one, I think they were like 17-point favorites. Not quite the same here. But the difference is that Liberty just wants to play really slow. Like I'm just I'm surprised that Liberty is involved in a game with a total of 141 because they just don't want to play games at that pace to get to that many right. points. They have a good offense, but um, Lipsums, like I said, is just going to really struggle to score points. So uh, kind of like yeah. I said, the baby version of that, of that Iona situation here – Last one of these before we get to the overtime segment, 6 p.m. Central, Bellarmine at North Alabama. You know, what should be a tight contest here, according to the odds makers. Bellarmine's a one-point road favorite. The model's locked in and is a pick. The model says Bellarmine should be a four-tenths of a point favorite and has locked it in as a pick. And so at this point, your antenna should be going off. Especially considering that we've got a five and nine team on the road favored at a nine and five team. And my answer to that is, well, the five and nine team is just the better team. And records don't mean everything, especially in a sport like college basketball, where everyone's not playing the same teams. You know, it's, it's not like the NFL, right? right. Where you've, you know, in NBA, where you're playing most of the same teams. Um, the five and nine team is better. Um, I, it's just one of those situations where the model, the algorithm is taking into account a lot of different factors uh, with regards to how well each team's done, uh, how they rate uh, in different scenarios and says that, yeah, even though uh, it doesn't project an average huge win for Bellarmine, it still thinks that laying a point with Bellarmine is a wise investment. It would not lay more than a point. It does want that push protection there in case it does land one. Um, this is as high as it wants to go. But if you're basically looking at a pick it thinks that Bellarmine can get the job done. Um, the other thing I'll point out about this, and I point out this, we had a lighter slate a couple of weeks ago uh, in one of these games that the, the model projection was really close to spread, and I just took it uh, and ran with it. And the reason why was similar to this that I'll note is that if you take the Ken Palm line, and we talk a lot about Ken Palm and how his numbers are so great and, and how the bookmakers rely heavily on his his stuff. Um, and my, my model does not, uh, partially because I, I don't want to use the same information that everyone else is using. That, that doesn't give us an edge, right? Um, right. But I, I know what his number is, and his number on this game uh, would be something along the lines of North Alabama by about three. And so anytime I see a situation where uh, Ken Palm's that far off from the line, I tend to want to continue to go the other direction because it tends to be a situation where there's something there that the odds makers know that just the model can't quite take into account, whether it's injuries, whether it's um, you know who's in and out, whether it's some stylistic thing that there's, there's other people that are, have modeled something and, and find something. I, I talk about this a lot, right? 
all models are wrong. Some models are useful. That's a saying in the statistics world. And that's the idea that none of these models are perfect. My model's not perfect. His model isn't perfect. And they all have their flaws and they all have their misses. And when his model misses by something like this, more times than not, not every time, there's no locks in gambling, but more times than not, when it misses in a direction, that's the direction you just want to kind of back. And so the model's picking up on some things along those lines, not that specifically, but along those lines and saying, Bellarmine minus one is a good investment. So that's what we're going to do here. Totals 133 and a half. Models is 136.5. So maybe if you were interested in overplay would be warranted here. But given how slow Bellarmine plays, it's not something that I'm going to take. I'm just going to take Bellarmine minus one. Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one? Yeah, my take on this is that just North Alabama is is not very good. We talked about them last time I was on the show. They have a propensity <laughs> to give up quite a few points. I, I think that Bellarmine, you're kind of going to uh, – you mentioned the, the pace that Bellarmine plays at. I think that North Alabama giving up so many points is kind of going to enhance Bellarmine's maybe one – I don't want to say weakness, but maybe kind of deficiency in scoring points. And so I think that's really going to put this squarely uh, in, in Bellarmine's uh, favor. Uh, I, I think that just the North Alabama defense is going to be too putrid uh, to, to keep Bellarmine down. And I think that Bellarmine is going to win this one. Yep. And again, if it were at 133, that would be a play on the over according to the model. Just once that push protection on that number, we talk about every half point, every point matters. So uh, pretty close to an overplay, but not one I'm going to officially make. Uh, just don't want to get hit by the hook on that one, which takes us to overtime. We've got some afternoon delight for you here in a game that Cousin Jerry and I want to talk about based off of some model insights. Just try to give people some interesting things to look at here. 12 p.m. Central Holy Cross getting 13 points at Navy. Totals 133 and a half. Uh, cousin Jared, I'm going to let you start off talking about this one here. Uh, model says Navy minus 12 and says to take Holy Cross. It's a model pick. You're taking them as well. Tell us more. Yeah. So Holy Cross is five and one against the spread in their past six games. But what I can say is, is I have been on the losing side uh, of some of those Holy Cross plays as of recent. Mm. And the thing mm. is, is yep. to me, it feels like sideline is kind of missing on Holy Cross uh, a little bit because they had, we, you know, ended up taking some, laying some big numbers against Holy Cross and it hasn't worked out for us. So I, I turned to you as kind of the, the person who kind of made this whole thing work. Um, is the model our sideline? How has sideline been doing on Holy Cross as of recent? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh for, for the season, I'll, I'll talk about Navy first. For the season, uh, the model has pegged the margin of victory in Navy games accurate to within three tenths of a point, which is insanely wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy Cross, it has underestimated Holy Cross by an average of 11 points per game, which seems really tough to do once yeah. we've gotten to about double digit games for just about every team. So yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. It is just not, it's just underestimated. Oh, the Holy Cross isn't a good team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are not as bad as they've historically been. And just trying to play, it's just trying to play catch up. It's, it's, um, you know, we saw the same sort of thing in, in college football with some teams, right. Where it was just trying to play catch up with just how good this team actually is or, or just how bad this team actually is. And it's definitely trying to play catch up with Holy Cross is, is maybe the Kansas of, uh, of college basketball, the college football version of Kansas, right. One of those started at the bottom and Kansas yeah. was still not that good. They were still kind of a middle of the pack team, but that was a long climb for them. And Holy Cross is, you know, started at kind of the bottom. Now they're still below average but they've climbed a lot here like so the yeah. model's really 
uh, underestimated just how good Holy Cross is. And he's laying the big numbers against Holy Cross. We've been doing that a few times, and it has not worked out well for us. Yeah, and with with the Kansas football team, it probably took till I don't know at least halfway through the season before sidelines kind of started catching up to what the number should be. So maybe we would say in the next couple of weeks you would see sideline kind of catching up to where Holy Cross actually is as a team. But until that time, I'm going to keep writing it. And if sideline says that there's an edge on Holy Cross and it's been underestimated by this much, I mean, seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah, absolutely. Model likes it. You like it. So we're going to play Holy Cross plus 13. And let's give you a double overtime game. I'm just having fun with these banners at this point. One more. And, and the reason these are overtime, just to indicate, like, these are not games that you should be watching, right? This is this falls squarely in the you don't have to watch them to make the monies, you yeah. know, idea. Because uh, not games. I don't even know. I, you can actually watch a Holy Cross game. It's new. It's a new Eastern or new Central game or whatever. Like, if there's not a, a little on, you know, whatever. But this one here at night, 7 p.m. Central. I don't know if it's on TV. Please don't try to find it um it's going to be truly terrible basketball arkansas pine bluff is getting six points at alabama a&m because uh, you picked out the biggest edge on the board here alabama a&m according to the model should only be a two-point favorites uh instead we're getting six with pine bluff the model likes it you like it tell us more well, okay, obviously the first thing that caught my eye was the, the huge edge according to sideline, of course, but diving into the numbers a little bit further, uh, neither of these teams has been favored in a game as of yet this season. Uh, this is the first time that Alabama A&M has been favored in a game. I understand they're playing at home, but when there are two truly terrible teams playing each other, why am I getting six points? I mean, this just seems like way too many points in a game where anything can happen and not in a good way, not like an exciting, yeah, hey, yeah. anything could happen. It's just like, man, there could be one team that just that does not show up in this game. And it feels like it's 50-50 as to which team that might actually yeah. be. So, yeah, as we say a lot with the college football show, you do not have to watch this game. Uh, but mm. I have no clue as to why you're getting six points against a truly terrible team in Alabama yeah. A&M. So take the six points in your pocket and just like get the score alert when the game's in ends don't invest any time in actually trying to find it or keep up with it uh just get the score alert when the game ends yeah absolutely uh a lot of these uh swat games are are not on uh television and uh this is one of them that i think that's a yeah. good thing um yeah. I, honestly though i can't answer your question for the most part to go back to a previous segment if you look at what the ken palm number is ken palm's number on this is you know six and a half seven and so mm-hmm. I, I think a lot again the bookmakers this is one that i i, I think there are so many games and there are so much data at some point I'd love to try to figure out why numbers are moving and try to make a predictor. Cause that would be really good if I, if I could at some point, it, it, like a side project, like one, one day I'd love to build a try to predictor that says, here's where the model disagrees and the numbers just going to stay there because we're just seeing something different than the rest of the market. And that's okay. And we're going to trust it. We're going to play it. Right. But here's where we disagree. And based off historical trends, we think the number is going to move. So get this one early. This is one that I think would move because my hunches based off of what I've observed, and this is just observational data. So this is not, do not take this to the bank, but what I've noticed is a lot of times the numbers that move the most where the biggest edges in the model happen that are gone by the time you may watch this show. And this is again, why, 10 bucks a month, you can get all the picks when I lock them. It's worth your investment, people. The, the reason why is it, it's the Kim Palm number, that the books have hung that Kim Palm number, and they've said, we're just going to kind of trust that, and it's, it's off. And it just takes people like me coming in and saying, y'all are wrong. And they, they, the, the books learn that when the investment comes in, and they keep seeing investments on this team, and they keep saying, oh, we have to adjust our number. And that's why the number then eventually 
does move. So I, I don't know where this number is going to go, but my hunch is this one is going to drop and be closer. If I had to guess, I'd say closer to four by the time you get to tip. And you know, the model says two. I, I would be surprised if it fell that far. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think the number is going to come down a little bit because I think they just hung, basically hang a number near Ken Palm and just kind of say, we don't really know he's got good stuff. And then again, right. the, the market will slowly drive it down because I think the right side is taking the road team for the purpose talked about both these teams are terrible and who really right. knows what's going to happen it's not it's not drastically different than the bowls what we did with a lot of those bowl games right i feel like half the bowls we, we had such a great bowl season here half of them were uh who knows what's going to happen you're giving me more than a field goal sure let's take it <laughs> and yeah. half the time those teams won and and some of the times the teams lost by like two or three you know so it worked out it worked out pretty well for us yep def definitely agree uh i feel like you're just letting everybody in on our secrets now I mean, to some extent, that's uh, you know what people come here for, right? It's to learn the secrets. Yes, yes, to learn the secrets, and also you can just like look at what the plays are, and you can kind of infer for yourself. So also you true. There, there, there is a little bit of uh, you know, the the more the more you look at it, right? The more you learn, the more you can pick up, right? And that's and that's what we talk about. The benefit of having you on there, you, you pay a lot of attention to that, so you can kind of get some of those insights and see some of those things because just kind of paying attention to how the tool is performing can help you use the tool better. Right. 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 Yep. All right. Well, that is all of the games that we are going to cover for you today. Seven games, eight picks. Cousin Jared, any parting words? No parting words for you today. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content. We've run on this channel dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball hoops content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.